Welcome to Church on the Lawn. We are, we're not live right now. So if you are shocked or surprised thinking, I better show up to church. I missed the memo. Where's the newsletter? We're, we're not live at the church. Yet. Yet. Yes. When is it, Patty? October 18th. So mark that Ooh. date. Save it. Do whatever you need to do to remember. October 18th, we will be here on the lawn together-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, if you're still interested in signing up to help, please email us at info at lighthouse805.com uh, or direct message us however you're watching this right now. So we do have a couple other announcements for you all this morning. Uh, we have this Wednesday at 7 p.m. We have our communion night and we absolutely love getting together to do that, to, to spend that virtual time together, but still doing something so um, so important, so special, and so intimate together. And so please make sure to, to email us if you need to to get the, the link for that and so we can have communion together. And then also, equally as important, is our ladies art night this Friday. So ladies, get your art supplies ready. We will need paints and some paper. And if you don't have that stuff, markers and crayons work just as well. So looking forward to that. Please also info at lighthouse805.com. Email that if you need the uh, Zoom link for that. So looking forward to uh, this Wednesday and Friday. Two things this week coming up. So excited. So would you just join us in having um, just an awesome time of worship, coming before the Lord and praising his name and being so thankful for all the things that he does for us every single day. Shall be impossible, your king. 
kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. There's no turning back. 
extent of taco everything was taco bell there was nothing else that was it i mean i grew up it was a, a sad experience of only taco bell um, i think taco time was out there uh, in in uh, sporadic areas but i remember i moved to la and i've told this story a couple of times and it's, i think it's maite's like favorite story of she's ever heard but I remember I moved to California, specifically East LA, El Monte area, and I'm like walking around and hanging out and I'm walking with my, my roommate and I'm like, man, I just, I haven't had any good tacos recently. I just need some good tacos. And he's like, oh dude, I know this place at this corner. When you go in, you walk past the, like all the, the stuff and you walk to the back and then there's a lady making, there's food hanging up and she'll make tacos. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, I'm looking for Taco Bell. And the, the face he gave me was as if he disowned me for his friend in that exact moment. Like he fully judged me as like, you do not know anything in your taco existence. And I was like, are you kidding me? And so we ended up walking, I trusted him. We walked down the aisle there, you know, like all the chip bags. It was like a convenience store kind of thing. And there's like an abuelita in the background and she's just cooking her heart away, you know, and she's like throwing the tortillas on the thing and she's pulling it off and she cuts the meat, she fries it, she puts it in. And it was only like meat, uh, onions and cilantro. And I was like, this is not, this is not Taco Bell. Like it needs to have like that golden crisp and the meat needs to be almost like a puree where it's like falling out. Like, babe, this is, this is, my, this is how I grew up, okay? And that's why he married me. <laughs> and so, so I remember he, he, the lady hands to me, she's like three tacos on a plate, passes it to me and I'm just staring at it and I'm just like, this is not a taco. And then I took a bite and I was like, I was like, I met Jesus that day for the first time. I think I got resaved. I don't know. Things just happen in my life. Like that's the whole reason, my trajectory of why I married Patty. Exactly. And I, I remember 
there is such a difference having, I'm not gonna say counterfeit taco, um, because there's a lot of us that still enjoy Taco Bell and that's okay. You know, we're not judging you in your taco walk. And, <laughs> but, but the, the, the thing is, I remember having the difference, right? Of a genuine homemade, amazing taco with real meat versus Taco Bell. I, the jury's still out. We don't know what that is, but it's still good, right? You know, half the room as well. But I remember having the difference and, and it's completely different even though they're the same thing. And so today's message, I, I wanna look at faith coming into our own lives, right? We're talking about faith, the faith check series. And the, the idea that there is almost like a, a genuine faith and a genuine thing that we're growing in and that's the word, right? Are we growing and taking the word into our lives and refining our foundation and moving forward and having like a genuine taco relationship with the, with the word? Or is it the counterfeit where we take in words from other people or words from books or articles or podcasts and we base our foundation in our beliefs on those? And that's, that's what I'm trying to get at today. And, and I, I think this is the last message in the Faith Check series. And that's, that's kind of what I'm concluding. I'm still praying that if God gives me another word in Jeremiah, we'll have it next week. But as of right now, this is the conclusion. So we'll find out this week if, if the Lord speaks. But I, I, was, I was looking through Jeremiah and I found this verse and I want you to look at this. And this is the gold standard of faith from Jeremiah. He lays out exactly what he did and why he's in the place that he's at why God has called him to be the prophet, why he is going to these people and proclaiming the word, why he is who he is, right? He lays it, he just simplifies. He's like, I did this. And he, that's why he's where he was at. And so I want to jump into Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. And so in your Bibles, flip there, um, circle this. This is the, the gold standard, the diamond standard, whatever you want to call it, of why Jeremiah's faith is strong. Why, why does he have a solid foundation? So Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16 says, when I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight for I bear your name, O Lord God of heaven's armies. I mean, really look at, look at this, just break it down line by line in this verse. It says that he discovered the Lord's words, right? That's, that's like the first step in this process. If we can't discover the new word of what God's speaking to us in our immediate season, we miss out. It's the first part is discovering it, right? Jeremiah is like, before I began, I discovered the word that I needed from you. Cracked open his Bible. He opened Google, found the verse he needed. He didn't have Google, but he found exactly what he needed. And then I love it because it gives this word imagery of, I devoured them. See, he found, he found the word, but then he devoured it. See, there, there's a two-part process here. It's what we've been talking about for the last several weeks. It's discovering the word and then taking it within us. It's, it's devouring it. And I want you to have that imagery of like that, that good taco, right? Like it's, it's that concept of this is good and I need to consume this in my life. I mean, break it down even further of illustratively, what happens when we 
when we eat, right? When we eat something, we, we take it in, it goes into our stomachs and we absorb it. It goes into all of our body, all the nutrients, all the, we get energy based off of it. The rest of our day, how energetic and how we move and everything that we do is based off of the food that we consume. Likewise, our day, our joy, our happiness, everything that we have in us is based off of what we consume in us, the, the word. And that, that's where Jeremiah is at. And he's saying that I have the ability to find the word of where I need to find it. Then I, then I take a step further and devour it. Right? And I, my, Bible, my Bible says devour. Right? It doesn't use that word lightly. It's not like, oh, I snack on the word here and there. Oh, I take an Instagram snack or I take an Instagram post. And that's a good teaser to my next meal. No, it says devoured. Have you ever been so hungry that you devoured something? Like I, I'm told by someone sitting next to me, you need to slow down on eating. Like he inhales. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's so good. Savor each bite. Oh, mm. uh, but th- that's that's the idea of this. Jeremiah's saying, the 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 idea of a solid foundation in faith is I I need to find it, and then I need to devour it. And then he goes on and he says, what I found and what I devoured, they are my joy and my heart's delight. They are my joy and my heart's delight. They are my joy and my heart's delight. Another way of looking at this is they are my mental and emotional health. If you are having some kind of problem right now, emotionally or mentally, I want to challenge you, get into this three-step process. Find what you need to find in the word and devour it. It's, it's this idea that we need to get so into the word that our emotional and mental health is based on what we're consuming from the word. And something, sorry, just the Holy Spirit putting this on my heart. I, it's so crazy how the Lord works everything out. I was just reading about this this morning in my devotion time. You know when you feel fear, it's a very real feeling you feel it in your body it's visceral Mm. so when you read things like that your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart why it joy isn't just being happy it's not just a fleeting moment of oh i'm happy it's joy it's a we should be feeling a visceral feeling it should be emanating from our gut to our heart to our mind so yes your mental health it's, it's part of that and so just that there's a little faith check for you just when you're feeling joy in the lord are you feeling that are you feeling the butterflies in your stomach are you feeling the tingles on your skin and it's so weird to think about that because we've it's it just sounds weird to put it in those ways but let me tell you geez nothing with the lord is weird it's very intentional so having that visceral physical response of joy about the lord oh my goodness it's it's no wonder you devour his word. You can't get enough of it. Yeah. And then he, he, he wraps up this verse by saying, for I bear your name. Other, other translations will say, because I'm, I'm called by your name. And, and the, the idea behind here, it's, it's so profound. It, this word call or calling or called, if you will, it's the word kara. And it's found very specifically in the very beginning of the Bible. And I want to read out a couple of verses. It says, 
And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the, the same word of, of Jeremiah saying, I'm called by God. He's, he's saying, listen, the same voice that God proclaimed out of his mouth to label and purpose the, the earth and the universe is the same word how he calls me out and he says, you have a purpose, you have an identity, you are called by me. Uh, Genesis 1.8 says, and God called the firmament heaven. And then in uh, Genesis 1.10, and God called the dry land earth and gathered together the waters called he sees. It, it's this crazy concept. And, and I, I wrote this down, because I'm called by Jesus, I can call on Jesus. Because I'm called by Jesus, I can call on Jesus. Because Jesus has called me, I have the ability and the authority to call on Jesus. And we only get to that point because we've developed a relationship that's based on the very first part of this verse. I've I've discovered his word and I've devoured it. I'm building my relationship. My emotional health has been changed. And now because I have a relationship, God has called me and now I can call on him. It's this whole process of what's going on. But one thing we always talk about, right? Patty and I have been harping on it for a couple weeks now is we have to look at context because this word, this verse alone is phenomenal and stellar and outstanding and it gives real insight of how we further our faith. The message title is Faith Forward and it gives us an understanding of how to move forward in our faith no matter where we're at. All of us can dig deeper into the word and devour it. But the context of this verse really gives some major insight into Jeremiah's uh, I don't know, mental state, if you, if you will. This, this verse is chapter 15, right in the middle of it. Jeremiah has just proclaimed the word of God over these people. And he's like, you know, there's destructions coming. You're not listening. There's idolatry. There's all these things happening. And then Jeremiah turns to God and starts griping. This verse 16 is actually Jeremiah complaining to God. He's saying, God, I'm here because I did this. And then the, the audacity is he start, keeps going on. And he's like, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this. And he starts listing off all the things he's done in his faith. And then God answers him. And God's a little frustrated with him. And it's this, this amazing relationship they have. And I love this because it makes me understand that, you know, Jeremiah's not perfect. But I understand his faith walk and his faith journey. And I'm able to put myself in those shoes. But at some point, I might face the same thing that he's facing. And so what is Jeremiah facing? Jeremiah is upset because he's frustrated that they don't like him. He's frustrated that he's getting persecuted because he just told them what God told him to say. And it's not good news. And he's like, God, are you going to show up? Are you going to be here for me on this moment? He's like, where are you? And so Jeremiah is in the camp of, he's having all these thoughts and frustrations of, God, what's going on? What's happening? Like, 
I delivered your message and how long is it going to take for you to either destroy them or save them because now they're angry and I'm your spokesman. Where are you, God? And so then the best verse in this chapter. So we, we saw Jeremiah's perspective and he said how he got here, but let's look at what God says in response to Jeremiah. And I'm going to read out of the NASB and then I'm going to read out of the message. Um, Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 20. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, then I will restore you. Before me you stand. And if you extract the precious from the worthless, circle that, that's like the key right here. If you extract the precious from the worthless, you will become my spokesman. They, for their part, may turn to you, but as for you, you must not turn to them. This is, this is like a crazy action-packed verse right now that's going on. If you extract the precious from the worthless, extract the precious from the worthless, your translation might say the precious from the vile. The concept is, imagine a, a jar with precious metals and a bunch of dirt and rust floating around. And God's saying, what you need to do is you need to sort out the precious metals that are floating in there and pull those to the surface. Because that's what's important. And what he's alluding to is your thoughts and your words. So it's saying, whatever you're going to speak and whatever you're going to think, the, the idea is this verse is saying, in your mind right now, you have precious metals, which is the word of God, and you have worthless metals, which is your destructive thoughts of frustrations and wanting to give up and all those other things. And he's like, all you need to do is figure out how to extract those precious metals to the front of your mind and have it become your words. Because that's, that's the entire goal. And that's what's going to change your life and the lives around you. That's literally how you're going to change your city. Is by not just sitting around complaining about the, the frustrated thoughts that are just dwelling in your mind. But you're pulling and extracting the precious thoughts out. So right now, one thing we do is we do life in the comments. And this is going to look a little bit different when we start having church on the lawn. And we'll talk about that when we get there. But right now, what I want you to do is uh, get ready, get your device, and start making comments based on this. What are worthless thoughts you can ditch and some word thoughts you can put in its place? So what's something that maybe you're going through if you just want to be open today and share with someone online so you can encourage them? Because they might be going through that too and that might be secret in their life and, and they need some help. But when we proclaim it out loud, it's we encourage ourselves and we affirm ourselves and we start moving forward. And so I want you to take a few minutes and just dig into the comments and, and respond to someone else and, and post in there. And today... Uh, I'm, I'm excited because we have some people here, so we're going to dialogue here. So when we move on the church on the lawn, we'll not only be on our devices, but also commenting together. And so we'll take a few moments. So we'll see you back in three minutes. Three minutes. Welcome back. All right. Let's look at the message translation. So we looked at the NASB. I want to I look at the message because they break it down even simpler. Take, so uh, again, this is Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 20 in the message. 
take back those words and I'll take you back. Just, just let that sink in for a moment. Take back your words and I'll take you back as a whole. Uh, look how important God places on, the importance that God places on words is huge. Take back your words. And again, this is after Jeremiah has complained and grieved and just been bothered to God. And he's like, you take that back. If you've ever had a parent say you take that back, you take it back real quick. Then you'll stand tall before me. I think that's, that visual is, I, I know in youth pastoring, whenever you'd have like a prayer night or a camp, you'd have all these kids that would be slouched before, overwhelmed in guilt, and they'd feel like as if they weren't good enough before God. And God's saying, you'll feel emotionally good enough when you understand that you have to take back those worthless words and those actions. And, and he says, you'll take them back and then you'll stand tall before me. And it says, use words truly and well. <laughs> Ready? Don't stoop to cheap whining. This is like, Patty is going to be like life verse for proclaiming. <laughs> Don't steep to cheap whining. <laughs> cheap whining. Use words truly and well. Don't stoop to cheap whining. Then, but only then, you'll speak for me. See, there's this understanding of we need to work on our faith foundation. Right? And we, we've talked about it. It's a reoccurring theme that's been echoed throughout this entire Faith Check sermon series is there is a difference between salvation and foundation. Right? When we're saved, we get the, the mercy and grace of Jesus and we're in. But the foundation is, is like, it's the skeleton, the bones of our body, right? It gives us the ability to move and to act and to run with the vision and carry. Without our foundation, we don't move. I think a lot of beginner Christians have felt that. They have the salvation, but they're like, I just don't feel like I'm growing. I don't feel like I'm, I'm being fed. And it's like, well, yeah, you're saved, but you don't have a foundation going on. And that's what, that's what we're trying to get at in the sermon series. And if you've just, if this is the first message you've heard of the series, awesome. Go back to YouTube, search Lighthouse 805. You can find them all on there. Use words truly and well. Don't stoop to cheap whining. Then, but only then you'll speak for me. And then this is, this is the finisher, right? Let your words change them. Don't change your words to suit them. Like, I mean, come on. Like, this is so brilliant. Let your words change them. Don't change your words to suit them. Like if, if we would if we would just grasp that, right? We would we would move from just having a faith check to faith forward. That's the idea of this message. It's it's saying that we can't just be satisfied and and fine with just checking our faith and saying, oh, you know, I checked my foundation. I need to upgrade here. I need to do this, and I'm good. I'll check back in another ten years. Well, I, I had a, a dentist appointment this week and something I didn't know and it kind of terrified me a little bit. I'm still, I'm still reeling on it. So if you didn't know this too, now you know. On, on your teeth, if you have a cavity and it gets filled, 
did you know you're supposed to like have them re-drill that every 10 years and like put new filling in it? I didn't know that. Did you guys know that? Okay, that news to me. And my dentist is like, oh, people are supposed to know that. And I was like, what? We get a punch card and we come back and say, how do we know this? Anyways, you get, go, go get that done. Because I didn't know and that's, can't, I'm not going to sidetrack any farther. But with our faith, a lot of times believers think my faith is solid. I've filled the sin like a cavity in my life and I'm good till the day I die. But in reality, like a cavity, if, if sin has been in there and we've extracted it, we need to keep going back and saying, God, Holy Spirit, solidify my faith. Take the word in me. Work on this cavity, if you will, and, and fix it. Man, it, I'll never forget that, that dentist illustration and just being there. And I, I'm just, I don't like teeth. You can ask Patty. They freak me out, man. Anyways, something, something uh, I wanted to touch on a few more verses, just in this concept of, of precious metals in our mind right this foundation this word that we have going on proverbs 3 chapter 3 verse 5 says this trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding think about that when god says in your mind there is precious and there is worthless and then add this other scripture on it trust in the lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding do not lean on the worthless thoughts and words and your frustrations. Lean on the precious word that you have searched and devoured. Lean on that. Romans chapter 8 verse 6 says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. It's, it's the same concept. and It's God just reaffirming and echoing this throughout the entire Bible, saying in your mind you have precious and worthless words and you need to make sure that you focus on the precious. You need to sift those to the front because when they're at the front, they go through your mouth and you're speaking life into your family, your friends, your relatives, your coworkers, everyone else involved. And lastly, Romans chapter 12, verse two. Do not be conformed to this word world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Uh, I, I love it. This, this whole sermon series, right? As we, as we gain this foundation and become solidified and solid, well, what are we doing with that? What are our actions from that? I love that that scripture. Let your words change them. Don't change your words to suit them. So, next steps this week. It's to use your words with the authority of God. See, what I want you to do this week is, um, I'm doing it too. What I I want us all to do is, is doing an audit on our words. Right? Are we saying something on our breath just because we're frustrated? Are we just making a side comment? Are we, are we giving a backhanded compliment? Are we doing words that we're hurt and we unintentionally or intentionally hurt others? Or are we spinning it for the glory of God? 
saying, God, I'm going to give my words. I'm going to make sure my words are your words. I'm hurt, but I'm not going to mess up like Jeremiah in this verse, God. I want want to move my faith forward. I want to grow and I want to learn from Jeremiah's mistakes. And, and, And I want to encourage people around me. Even if they hurt me, I'm going to encourage them. Even if I'm frustrated, I'm going to bring joy and peace and love and kindness. The full Holy Spirit is going to show up in this situation, in this boardroom, in this meeting, in wherever I'm at. I'm going to bring the love of Jesus with me. We need to have faith forward. Amen. Patty, can you, can you, you look like you wanted to say something, but if you had something or if you just want to pray, can you pray over us today? Just join me as we pray. Lord, we just thank you because you Mm -hmm. are almighty and you've thought of every possible case scenario we could go through, Lord. And your word is full of promises to cater to that for our lives. And so we thank you because of your thoughtfulness, because of your love towards us, because of your grace and your mercy, Lord. And so we pray, Holy Spirit, would you um, just, you are our guide, you are our helper and our comforter. And so I pray that you would um, help us sift through and pull all those precious thoughts forward, that we would find all those precious words that the Lord speaks in his word. And would we carry them around as, as just precious things in our lives, Lord? Would they be so ready at the forefront of our minds um, to speak life over ourselves, to speak those promises over our, ourselves, but also to go ahead and speak those over those, speak them over those around us. God, we thank you because you are moving and you are doing new things in each of our lives. And so I pray that as we grab hold of your word and your promises, that we would share them with those around us, Father. And when the enemy tries to attack us through other people and their words, God, would, would those barriers... Um, would they be barriers of love to be able to just bounce love back to, to, to other people, Lord? Would they not penetrate through and, and cause us to, to have crummy days afterwards? And so we thank you for what you're doing. And we thank you for your love. And we thank you for, um, Lord, just your thoughtfulness towards mm-hmm. us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you so much. And we're so excited to be on the lawn soon. So we'll see you later, October 18th. 10 a.m. We'll be here on the lawn. On the lawn. Bring um, <clears throat> something to sit on, whether it is a picnic blanket or your lawn chairs. Bring something to, to sit. Um, we will be following all social distancing protocols, so bring your masks. I'd love to see your cute patterns, <laughs> your homemade ones. Um, just we're going to have a great time together. We, we are so excited to see you all face to face. So have a great day, and we love you. God bless. <laughs>